0: Yeah. damn how do and i And we are live at the 7 30 hour waiting for our guest host mark allen to arrive
1: we just didn't want to be late for you guys because we're really here for you not mark even though like i'm completely fanboying right now you know that we're live and you keep on walking in front of the camera yeah right uh yeah. it's right this is uh this is, by the way, we're in a studio right now, just to give you guys some proximity. And Alex is our media guy. And Alex also is the clumsiest person that I know. So imagine, have you guys seen the movie, uh, you know, gosh, 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 Tom Cruise is in it, Mission Impossible. And there's mm-hmm. all the lasers and everything. Mm-hmm. Th- that's basically what the studio looks like right now. There's, there's cameras, microphones, cords everywhere. And it's pitch black. And then there's also this like crazy offsetting light to make it very challenging to see where you're at. So bright. And then Alex is trying to move around. He's all tangled in the cords and it's just the best way to start the day. Just having a panic attack, knowing that Alex could just crush our, all of our dreams with one cord touch.
0: With one stop of his foot, he could unplug (laughs) all of the electrical circuits.
1: It feels like that sometimes hanging out with Alex. It's, it's an adventure, let me say. And the best part about it is, we're about to go to Europe again. And to give you guys some context, the
0: passport right now, like place yeah. it,
1: yeah, place Alex. it with
0: you in the, in your shoe
1: that you don't touch. Your passport. We we're having a conversation about this. Do you know where your passport is right now? Yeah, very organized now. It's in this folder. You should have it wrapped around your neck at all times. <laughs> shower in with shower. It. Yeah, when you make love. Never take it off. Women will try to make love to you to distract you to take it. That's what happens in every movie: is the prostitute like sleeps with you, and then the pimp comes in and takes the wallet, or in your case, the passport. The passport. First of all,
0: what are you doing hanging out with prostitutes? He's got to get a waterproof, waterproof sleeve
1: <laughs> passport,
0: and he's going to use it nonstop. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> last earlier this year, we went Dubai, Cyprus london barcelona back to london and then home alex somehow got like i think he like may have missed his flight from dubai he got he missed our taxi to barcelona um he ended up in paris at one point it's very hard to keep track of this guy uh alex sorry Ryan, give us an update. What have you been up to? I feel like you're, you've been quiet the last two shows because there's been so much momentum.
0: There, there has been a lot of momentum. Had kind of a crazy Friday going on.
1: What's going on, bud? Tell us about it.
0: Uh, I got to, much like you, I, I, I didn't wake up in the back of an ambulance, but I did get to see uh, from point of view from an ambulance uh, on my way to the hospital. They took you in an ambulance? Yeah, I, I couldn't control my heart rate. My heart rate was uh was was going up and then down and then up and it wasn't even keel and I wasn't working out. <laughs> I was on some stimulants uh, that were prescribed to me, but like no explode. Uh, yeah, yeah, it uh it felt like that. Like I I've, i I thought back to what was that movie, The Transporter or something, and he's he's Young falling Earth. from the sky, and his heart is going crazy and he's getting ready to he's skydiving.
1: You know that same yeah. actors in the movie, uh, I think it's called Crank, where he's like, yes, did, like Jason Statham, yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. what I felt like. Now I was felt? driving in the car eighty miles an hour, swerving in and out of lanes, like on 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 the the you know the double yellows. I was in the other lane on the double yellow. I, I flew through a red light, like the the Big cars were to the hospital to get to the med clinic. Yeah, because while on that drive, the the five minute drive. On a my zone chart, you know how it goes like gray, which is just warming up all the way to yellow and then red. I was I went from gray to to, uh, yellow in about a five minute range. And it went from my heart rate of like 80 up to like 149 where it peaked. And I just I just kept going, (coughs) trying to like spark something. I don't know. I was thinking back to that movie Crank. And I was like, what did he do while skydiving? I was just coughing. I don't know
1: these movies are dangerous for kids and Ryan. So you're telling me, I mean, you also may have just had a really jacked up heart rate. Cause you were driving like a crazy person.
0: I think it was. It, see, and the other thing they kept asking me these questions, like, was your heart hurting was, and now I, I don't know when, I don't know. I think it's a mental thing because is it really hurting or is it what's going on? I think I just every test that they ran, I was all in the green. I was all in the green. So they kept asking me questions. Was it hurting? And it wasn't. It was just rapid beating. So I think it was more of a panic attack than than anything. But I also had like a non control of the heart rate going on, which was was the scariest part. So I pulled through the red light. I put the the car almost on two wheels. I could hear it screeching. And then I was left, right, left, right into the parking lot. I just parked in the middle of the road. So one lady was like, do you want me to go park your car? I was like, yeah, I I can't move. I need to. And then one lady was like, what's your address? I was like, I don't give a care about my address. Yes, I've been here before. You need to help me.
1: (laughs) So I'm done. I, I threw
0: all medications away. You know, it was it was something that was like, oh, this will help me wake up in the morning, and this will help me get going. I think there's a, a f- very easily can find other ways to do that.
1: If you want a gift, I will just send you a trash can. Yeah, I don't want to buy like some of these ex- more expensive companies. Not that I like, think that there's anything wrong with them, but I'll just be real with you; it's not entirely worth the money. But yeah. I'll just buy you one of those ice containers that you can just get in the cold water. And I yeah. I recognize. handful of months ago that me getting in the water freezing cold water to start out the day not a cold shower like a full Mm -hmm. immersion jump in the pool you don't have to do breath work and x amount of time you just get in and holy crap you do not need any coffee you don't need anything you were just exploding full of life and like i i feel like a million bucks my typical start to my day is i wake up I hike up the hill to my pool, I jump in the water and then I come back down. And yeah. it's just like this kind of thing where I'm not on my phone and I you know typically the pool is pretty cold now it's summertime it's not the same. But I also will do the same thing in my backyard uh at the cabin and I just jump in the ice bath in the morning and it just I'm like damn. This yeah. is this is really nice. And it just resets me. Yeah. I typically we'll go to Starbucks and I'll buy one of these small little things and I'll only finish about half of it. It's more of like a repetitive thing. Mm-hmm. And then I have tea full of honey. So I don't know. I will I, say I, it was I,
0: like one of the most, I'm still like processing it because I was screaming at the top of my lungs. It was, it was the most dramatic thing that I've ever. <laughs> <been to.
1: laughs> I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> you what were you screaming at?
0: I could I, I I didn't know what was happening. It was like I was sprinting and I could see the the heart rate going faster and faster and faster and I wasn't doing anything. Of course you're sprinting. And I had my heart rate No, I wasn't sprinting. I was in my car. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm okay. still like processing like the tra- the traumatic 5 minute drive. Like I still can't fully like think back to it because I I I I'm afraid <laughs> that like, I'm going to freak out again.
1: I should practice being more empathetic with people because I haven't had, gone through that. But I'll tell you a funny story if it makes you feel any better.
0: Yeah, t- well, can you tell me about the time where you like i I thought I OD'd and didn't want to freak out my parents, so I flew back from Miami to wherever I was. So you they really want to
1: unpack this story right now?
0: I mean, I feel like I I just I just discussed my most traumatic experience that I've ever had. Like the night before leading into that, I I would move my leg. I had to lay down for like two hours. I had to lay. uh uh i or i I while laying down if i move my leg like a certain any any type of way left or right my heart rate would go from like 80 to like
1: 120 and i was like i in just bed? Lay here. Uh, yeah in bed that's what was crazy yeah dude i think you were just your your body was just way out of whack it's the same thing when i'm overtrained. i think your body was just overstimulated dylan good morning so good to see you i was Thank actually you actually time. I was wearing one of your house hoodies this morning and I freaking love it. The one with the little pony guy, Alex Stonich set up Chomo. Uh, okay. So let's just get into the story and I'm going to share it, even though this is a very interesting time to like link this in if Mark ever does show up. So God, this is actually when I was like fanboying over Mark the most because I was trying to create significance in my life and I was really struggling to, um, I still had a lot of connections from my days when I was modeling and I just knew so many wealthy people in Miami and I was invited to go to a birthday party Mm -hmm. and my buddy Danny who's now passed away since it was his birthday party and he passed away from drugs and I was on the path too, so. I went out there and one of the wealthier individuals we were hanging out with just bought everybody eight balls of cocaine, which is a pretty sizable dose. I mean, you're looking at, you know, we've got a cop listening in on the show. It's a pretty thick bag, um, probably about like a third the size of an eight ball of cocaine, uh, maybe a little less. And we just kept on doing cocaine all night long. And we were doing it and I just was insatiable. Like I just loved doing it. And I kept mm-hmm. on getting deeper and deeper. And there's details of the story that I'll share with you that are not meant for this podcast. Mm-hmm. But so it's the end of the night and everybody's like, I'm done. And I'm like, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So I started taking people's stuff. And by the time I had laid down in bed, it was like around five or six in the morning and the sun was just about to rise or was rising. And... My heart was like what you're saying, just like thump fum fum thump fum fump fum fum thump, and I'm drenched in sweat. Mm-hmm. And I'm just laying down, I'm completely flat, and I can feel the pain in my chest like elevating, and I'm exhausted too, because I've been drinking like crazy and partying like crazy. Like I can just feel this.
0: Like you're so tired that with that tiredness you know you should be able to sleep but you can't because your heart rate is just
1: yeah and it was so weird like it was this divergence of life where all of a sudden like my body was shutting down and like my brain was so stimulated from these drugs mm-hmm. that basically i was i was completely out of whack and somehow i passed out and then i woke up and that's where things started to get bad like i think my body started to reject the amount of drugs that i was on I was now freezing cold mm. and I was in a hot shower throwing up and trembling and I kept on passing out and my friends just kept on trying to put water in me over and over and over again and I just kept on throwing up kept on throwing up passing like to out water yeah 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 because I was like now like expelling everything from my body my core temperature was not like reacting well and like I was only probably I don't know how much energy left until like I went into full shock And my body was rejecting the amount of drugs I had inhaled—grams upon grams of cocaine—and basically at that point, um, you know, we now was like eleven o'clock in the morning, and my friends were like, "Dude, you need to get out of the house, and we need to try to get you some food." And I then went down to a Mexican restaurant—I cannot remember the name of it—but it was on Alton Street, like the main street in South Beach. And I ordered the food and i remember the food coming out like as i ordered it and i just walked away into the bathroom i was like oh god i'm going to something's going to happen so i go into the bathroom and i pass out before i know what happens and i wake up and there's just blood and throw up all over the floor i i popped the, you know the blood vessels in my nose and i threw up and i'd passed out in it and now i had like a couple like shitty towels like paper towels and i was like trying to like wipe throw up and blood off the ground And the door opens and I look back and I'm just like, (gasps) and I'm like looking at another guy and he's looking down at me. I'm like, "Uh." (laughs) ah, and at that point, I took the remaining couple hundred dollars I had to my name and I changed my flight early back to my, uh, to LA because I was like, dude, if I do end up getting hospitalized, which I was right on the verge of, if I do end up getting hospitalized and my family finds out that I was down in Miami, doing Mm -hmm. drugs when i was like promising my family like i was like i'm i'm on a new career path like i'm gonna be a pro athlete i promise Mm -hmm. and they wanted me to go back to school and like this was it and then a week later i had to go race the two prior existing world champions hobie call and cody moat and my heart nearly like tore in half during that race i felt chest pains i i Have never felt to this day like I still had strained myself in a way that prior weekend, and I was racing now, just like stretching the fibers of my heart. I think mine
0: still feels a little bit strained and stressed. I think it'll recover, but it's just like there's like tings every once in a while.
1: Yeah, dude. It can it's pretty crazy. Like I think you can definitely strain your heart the same way you can strain a muscle. Mm. Um, I just started a new training program like a couple years ago before Hyrox World Championships. I did a 20 rep back squat program and my legs, like the way that they look, the vascularity that I have has changed since that program. It was probably the most drastic and beneficial program that I've ever done. Mm. Now, I'm studying I've I've studied a, another method for a long time and I've used it sporadically, but I really now I'm putting it in specifically to my training cycle and it's all about maximal intensity. So you do one movement into the next. It's kind of like a monster set where you do legs and then I did pull upper body. So I did back squats into um like weighted back extensions into calf raises and time under tension I was probably like 6 to 8 minutes on my legs. And is then, this the same thing as like a
0: giant set to where you're doing three different exercises, back to back to back or monster yeah, it, set it max reps. Yeah.
1: I think I got at 255. I did 13 reps on back squat, which I could have done a lot more. I just was, I, I wanted to, I didn't, I should have gone heavier to start. And then I did uh, back extensions with two plates in my hands and I did a bunch of reps and then I did calf raises and I did some isometrics with those. And I, my body is so wrecked from doing that. Like I can only imagine, like we we're talking about the heart. I'm like, yeah, you could definitely do that to your heart. Cause I just, my ass, like I, if I stand up, my ass is completely like paralyzed from the amount of work that I did t- yesterday. Well, but you could do that through drugs. I'm assuming. Yeah. God, it was a special, special day. I'm really excited about the training program I'm on right now. I'm literally going, we got the starvation triathlon this weekend. I've been doing crazy amounts of volume, I That's the 28th, have, right? Yeah, like, like
0: Friday. It's 29th. 29th. It, 29th. it starts at like 4 a.m. on the 29th though,
1: right? Ooh, I'm scared. Uh dude, I I've got my phone back a lot of, of front
0: there. I've been seeing a lot of of uh the front grundle of Austin like pose like this up in his little
1: tri suit. I think uh Austin's I think Alex training. I think he's just doing Hoochie Daddy stuff. He just <laughs> wants. He's, he's got. 15. He's got his
0: stri suit on, and Alex made that the thumbnail, and it's got. It's got a full bulge. It's like, okay, here we go. Show it off, ladies. Yeah. Show it off, ladies.
1: Listen, he looks dude. good. He does look good. I'm happy for him. He's really been working his body. Alex has not been working his body.
0: I I saw him in a in a Carbon Barbie hand. showcase though. He he was looking kind of. He's
1: looking good. Dude, you know what's hysterical is all these people come up to come train at the cabin. And Alex, who's not even an athlete, I mean he's a really great rollerblader, mm-hmm. just wrecks all of them. Like I'll he go I'll just- though, the
0: first time that I went out with you guys, he was running in what new balances. And, yeah, and they were I'm like 10 year old new balances that were torn on the soles, and he's keeping up with you running at the top of the group, and me and Dylan are are, you know. Taking our time to to catch up to you. He had a calf dude, strain at that time. Did he was a
1: he's a wild man. Like I'll take him on some of my hardest rides, and he just gets it done. Like I'll loop back and get him, but he never stops, which is crazy. Like it's definitely a mental thing. It's definitely. Yeah. Mike saw. I asked him after. Of- I was
0: like, "Dude, are you are you running in New Balances that that looks like the sole is kind of torn?" He goes, "Yeah, it's the only shoes I had."
1: I was like, you were ahead of everyone. He just got a new pair of hokas. I was like, damn. Like, I should have gifted him some hokas. Um, Tito Lopez, if you're trying to get up to the cabin, dude, you got to show us what what it takes to get to the cabin. I think what I'm going to do, I am going to put, like, another message out there. And last year, everyone was such pussies about it. Like, I don't get what you guys are holding off for. I bought this cabin so that people can come in and put in hours and train. And I offer it. I say, people come fly in. Like I've got an athlete flying in from Mar- Marbella in September to come train with me. Like people, what's that? One of the girls from the elite it's 15. Marbea. Marbea, oh. Spain. Yeah. Oh. So I have a couple of girls from the elite 15 coming in, in September. Like I'm going to put something out there where I want athletes that are in that like 60 and sub 60 range to come out and come train at the training camp. Like I'm trying to break 52 minutes this year. I want some people to help push me in my runs. I want some people to help push me in my lifts. I need some cyclists. Like you guys can stay for free. Just come put the work in. And like, if you guys can't hang, like, let's just be real. It's not worth your time. It's not worth my time. You're just going to get the shit kicked out of you. But if you're in that, like the cusp of being elite 15, like you should really make the move to come on out. Mm-hmm. Um, like it'd be, I'd be pumped. Tito. Tito. I shoot photos. I take some shots of the work. Uh, I don't know what that means, Tito, but we are pumped. Uh, Mike, yeah, riding a piece of shit bike, and I also think that he's using only about two of his brain cells to train for this thing. I was like, dude, (laughs) like, what the fuck? Like, did you not Google what a triathlon is? He's like, yeah, man. I think I'm going to – and I was like, bro, this is the hardest triathlon in the world. Like, you don't have to finish it per se, but to show up and put yourself at a disadvantage the way that he is, is the question.
0: Why, why do you say he's putting himself at a disadvantage?
1: I mean, dude, he showed up and his handlebars were completely almost upside down. And I was like, Austin, like oh. you're in your 30s. Like you just need to look and see what it's like to assemble a bicycle, brother. Like you yeah. just got to think here. You know? And he's like, oh, you know. And I was like, bro, like this is coming for you and it ain't going to be nice. Like, yeah. I'm even worried about Austin getting time capped before he gets out of the water. Mm. Like that's that's a serious concern of mine. And but I see him swimming a lot. Yeah. I, I, listen, I'm just telling you my honest concerns. Mm. I want him to succeed. Yeah. I want him to succeed. I was the one who bought him the fucking ticket. I'm like homie, like you're my bro and you're my partner. Let's crush this thing. Um, I remember. Mike's got another question. About high prep, should I begin start from the beginning of um, June twelfth and wait for the current lean and mean challenge to end? Okay, so
0: June twelfth, June twelfth was the start. So we had ultimate engine from January 2nd to June 12th. June twelfth started uh lean and mean. So he's saying, Do I go back to June twelfth, which was the start of pro I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go backwards performance?
1: I wouldn't go backwards. You know, I think one thing I'll tell anybody who's just like listening to this and wants high rocks training, like I think one-on-one coaches are great. We do one-on-one coaching. But I think if you guys just want to get in at like a pretty cheap level, just watch all of our videos and see what we talk about. And then if you're even more interested, you should just sign up for our our pro program, which is a full-blown schedule throughout the entire year to get you ready for High Rocks World Championships. It's, it's, just, it's a thing I designed, periodization for the sport of High Rocks. I don't even think anybody who competes in High Rocks knows what the word periodization means, mm-hmm. let alone the coaches that are involved in it. And like, it sucks because like, I don't want people to be shitty at this thing. I think we all need to get better to elevate themselves, but man, like fucking, you got to have a schedule if you want to compete at these things at high level. Like, I think especially when you get into sports, like what I've been doing with Ironmans and stuff, you realize the importance of specificity and like the importance of just like building up volume and testing your body. And like, you have to do it. Like you have to get involved in something and be scheduled, consistent, and really, then push yourself. Like I was watching Mark Allen's videos to get ready for our interview today. You should mm-hmm. check the emails and see if he ever wrote back. By the way, um, like he talks about this, like consistency of just like always, like constantly showing up and finding a way just to push yourself a little bit more, and then getting enough rest so that you can come back and do it again. That's the only thing that's going to get you ready to do better at these things. Um, Tito's telling us about his orthopedic appointment at eight thirty. He can be there in two or three hours. Tito, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, He's brother. I hope come
0: you. to the workout at the cabin. He wants he wants to be a videographer. You're going to have to take that up with uh, Alex.
1: Your I don't know. Tito, you've Either been fusing the shit out of
0: Bakersfield.
1: Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about here? I don't he know where exactly that cabin is. Stefan, uh, I would say Broken Skull Ranch is probably like the most interesting and probably the most like impressive thing that I did because I had the least tools in my shed to get that job done. And I still did it. And the fact that there was a television show and I was like always unaware of what I was going to compete in it, it really, it was, it took a lot out of me mental preparation wise. And I think it definitely made me like very, very tough for the level of competition I'm at now. You know, I, I wish I showed up the version of myself right now. If I went back there, I would fucking wreck that version of Hunter and destroy like, literally turn them into single cell organisms and light them on fire my competition. Perspective
0: been- or, uh, on a perspective like you were
1: you were so skinny. I know. Let's be real. So take, and then you still that much. Yeah. Yeah. I was such a it was like in a totally different version of myself. Yeah. Is,
0: I think we're part- gonna do an entire podcast on I think I think we should. I mean let us know in the comments, but I think we should do an entire podcast on like TV shows. And the breakdown of, of what it looked like behind the scenes and what was it like. Because one of my heroes from watching WWF when it was at the time, back when I was in like fifth grade, you know, D-Generation X, Wolfpack, all those guys, uh, was watching Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the fact that you got to hang out with him for days
1: on end. Dude, I could call Steve right now. He's still no. such a homie. Yeah? He's such a good guy. I really like, I can't even begin to tell you how cool you the think we, is. We, we could have him on the podcast. He would come on an instant. I really like have like held off on some of the bigger people that I know in my network because I really wanted to establish like our flow and learn our communication and also learn how to work with our audience and everything. Because, you know, the reason why I started Morningwood Radio is like, huh, like I, I've been podcasting. People don't know this. I started first podcast with Ben Greenfield back in 2013 like 2014 maybe, but like way back, 10 years ago almost. And then I was like, you know what? I really miss that. Like I miss sitting down and having thoughtful conversations and being able to engage like in the community and having fun with it. Like because posting pictures on Instagram and like a reel is so flimsy. Like it's nothing. It's just like it's a speck in time. This right here is this constant growing conversation that we're doing with our audience that we get to know better over time. And also I have this like really fun network of people that I've accrued throughout the years. And like some of them are have nothing to do with athletics that I just want to chat with. Like it just people I think are interesting and people will learn from even I'll learn from it. So like I come in, I have to on Sundays, I put myself together and I'm like, I'm going to really think about this person and like the, the value of the relationship that I have with them, the value that they can bring to the people who are listening. And it's fun. Like I had to relive the Mark Allen conversation with myself the past week Cause I was like, wow, like I remember when I did this thinking about Mark and I remember th- this race about him and I remember thinking about this and I, uh, and I was like, wow, like this is so cool to go back into those thoughts. And I had so many interesting questions to ask him today. I was like, this was, this is going to be amazing. Um, it's sad that he's not here. I, I hope that, uh, I did.
0: I just did a recheck and hit refresh and he is not, I told her, you know,
1: seven thirty AM Pacific. I think it might just be his age. No offense to you, Mark. But uh, is he on East yeah. Coast time. No, he's in Santa Cruz. Um, Literally, we we no, I emailed no. and messaged this guy like probably ten times. Yeah, um, I don't blame him, dude. I've I fucked up before too. I found Hunter through what uh, you did with Ben OCR plan you made with Ben. The first program I ever bought. That's dope, dude. Yeah, Ben and I, Obstacle Dominator. Ben actually messaged me a couple days ago, and that man is an impressive soul that man is probably one of the most interesting business entrepreneurs in fitness that there is like he exactly. didn't just do one thing and do it really well he did a lot of things and did it very well and he also does what i think is pretty interesting which is like there's lab science and then there's field science like he does both like mm-hmm. i don't do any lab science i'm not the kind of guy who's like going and trying to like send in blood work and all this kind of stuff um i have done it a fair amount but not nearly at the level that he does this dude's going around the world and getting like stuff injected into his penis and like getting like tr- and Greenfield is. oh yeah dude it was actually really i think what's what made him really popular he went on joe rogan and he talked about like the whole experience um he decided to like travel around because he's always biohacking and it you know he became popular because he decided to go down one chapter and he's like what's all this information about like, what's going on with the uh, with like you know this enhancement of dicks, and you know whatever dude we all have dicks. We're all guys. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking about like what's it like to be enhanced. And he's the guy who went out there and did it. And dick
0: enhancement.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's permanent or whatever, but he he went out there and at least tried it. And the guy this guy is very very clever, and he also is like he lives it. Like he's ripped, he's fit, he, he does it. So
0: would you ever get a Prince Albert?
1: No, you guys want to hear something funny? My buddy Jason. Um he got a Prince Albert when he was younger just yeah. to like impress like just like to impress some chicks. And Homeboy says that he has to put he still has a hole in his penis. He has to put uh a finger over top of one of the holes, otherwise piss will just spray out all over the place. So no. Like, but I was I will, I will tell you. I pierced my tongue, cold. my ears, my eyebrow at one point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was it was stupid. Piercing of the tongue was one of the dumbest things I've ever done. So painful. Just like what the fuck was I thinking? It was it was to impress a girl. I, and I got the girl. reverse
0: side from the girl side to the guy, but does it stimulate and enhance oral pleasure from the guy to the girl? You know what I mean?
1: I think that's the whole point of it. Yeah. But did it? Listen- I think she was pretty pumped. I don't know what you want me to say. (laughs) It's Monday morning, and we're talking about this. Gosh. Fuck it. I don't think Mark's coming, so we might as well just go into full details. Yeah, dude. This girl was this gorgeous model. I was living in the University of Montana, and she was into chicks, not into guys. And I used to just hit on her just relentlessly. I was like, come on. Let's do this. She's like, shut up. You're a dirty guy. I'm like, that's right. I am a dirty guy dirty daddy (laughs) and one day i just showed up and i had a tongue piercing i thought hello (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and let me tell you dude just took a couple days for her her mind to start spinning with ideas and, and this led to that what do you want me to say you asked yeah you asked brother
0: She's like, put on a wig and it'll be just like the same what I'm actually into. Hunterella. <laughs> uh,
1: no, you know what we did is we wa- I watched Legends of the Fall yesterday. Have yeah. you seen that? Uh, no, it's
0: I heard like, I heard it's a classic click classic chick show though, right? Classic movie, chick movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's got. Uh, well, wait, no, hang on. I I think I have watched
1: it, and everyone dies. It's, it's, uh, right. It's also really fucked up. The woman who's like the center center of the whole movie is like a total hoe. She marries the youngest brother. Then she sleeps with the middle brother. Then she ends up marrying the older brother, but then she's still trying to make moves on the middle brother. Like, but then they all
0: die because of a a certain disease or something throughout the whole movie. And then you get to know, disease,
1: disease. You're, you're thinking of the wrong thing, but it's a classic heartthrob. And, Holy shit. That's Brad Pitt's, like, I think that's his number one thing. You should bring it up on the screen. He literally probably changed the course of the way men looked for decades because of the way he set himself up there. Girls went nuts. I mean, it's, I think it's probably got to be, if they could say, hey, who is the most handsome movie in any movie of all time, they'd say Legend of the Fall, Brad Pitt. And he knocks it out. And like every scene, you try to make him look worse, like they try to, but he just looks like even more handsome because of the new dynamic. It is a great flick, also. It's got Anthony Hopkins in it. A hop. What up? I should be a movie critic. I thought about that. Are you muted? I think you're freezing. I don't know what's going on. Now we are. Yeah, 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 is yeah. Him? Oh, oh, shit. Hold on, dude. You you lost it. Bring it back up on the screen. I want to see on, Brad Pitt. It's coming. Oh, yeah. What a train. This is, my fiance. This is the girl who's the pillow. So yeah, look, come on. Now he's got a beard. There's a, blood. Dude, there's a scene where he hasn't been home in a long time, and he brings these wild horses back somehow wrangles up a bunch of wild horses.
0: His destiny had the power to tear them
1: Look at him there. He's this looking all the dapper. Anthony Hopkins, this classic a butch dad. Like, even as a soldier in war, he's there like no, model handsome. Soldier. Soldier's dying. Soldiers die. You know you can't make her happy gonna try you will fail You've been nothing but trouble since you came to this house is anthony
0: hopkins irish
1: i don't think so i think he's just like trying to be like that classic old um look at that, look
0: at that hair though that i know away. that's what i'm
1: trying to say. look at him dude. even when he's like in like the depths of his insanity on a boat he's just looking great If you want to ever feel insignificant, just watch a couple of Brad Pitt movies.
0: Anthony You know what I haven't watched is uh, Meet Joe Black. I really want to. I think I know Meet the Joe ending.
1: Meet Joe Long. Black's good. I can't really remember the storyline, but I do remember being like, That's all right. Um, let's talk about something interesting. We hit our one-year anniversary for Builder, Builder International, which is rad. And the same day that it came our new water bottles came which look at that there's our new logo look at that little fast guy right there where's he going guys classic stay thirsty summer summer edition water bottles you can't even buy these you have to find a way to get a hold of me and earn yourself a water you bottle. know what i
0: think we should do we should do like a uh, fine fine mr water bottle and you go to a random part of the city wherever you're at because you're always traveling so this would be great hide it we got followers yeah and you hide it in the park like you know underneath the the twirly go-round at the local park where the kids are and like have if you want the water bottle you know it's it's got a single serve packet in in it if we if you have those and uh you go find it
1: probably should do something like that i think that would if I did it somewhere here in L.A., it would just basically be taken over by crackheads. There'd just be tons of crackheads. They just fill it up with like Mad Dog 2020. It's my new drinking <laughs> bottle. we will get my sip on. Stay thirsty, bitch. Dude, I had to. I was waiting for Alex to get here, and I was just hanging out at a Starbucks. Yeah. And holy shit are the zombies hardcore down here in Venice. They scare yeah. the crap out
0: of you. Dude, I used to go to Venice Beach and I w- uh, this was probably like five, six years ago, maybe seven years ago. And I was a little bit nervous because, you know, the the people that were just nonstop there in their blankets. And then I think they iced out their dog. But then they they previewed it like, come see the dog show. And the dog was was in like rigor mortis mode because I think they gave it something to like full time sleep throughout the day. This is all on Venice Beach.
1: This is terrifying. How did you pick up yeah. so much over just a small period of time? You when would walk he- on the, on the S curve
0: of, uh, of the path. It was like the people that lived there full time. They had their own little thing along with, you know, you could go in and see the world's tallest man. And, and uh, what's that called? Rick, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking These about. People like created their own show. And it was like, come see my dog that was sleep full time throughout the day. And the dog was like rigid. I was like, they gave that dog something to do.
1: you know what was terrifying? Hmm. I went into the bathroom this morning and I heard this story and I saw it on the toilet paper. People have gotten hepatitis in public bathrooms around here. I think it's hepatitis because mm-hmm. what will happen is these junkies will take needles and they'll shoot themselves mm-hmm. up in the bathrooms and they'll take the needles and then they'll stab it into the toilet paper to clean it off a little bit. And I looked at the blood, the toilet paper roll and it had those stains on it Mm. and people don't notice, but they're getting blood infused. And I don't know how this happens, but I, I saw the guy who came out of the bathroom afterwards and I was like, and then he was talking all crazy and then he just passed out on the chair in Starbucks. And I was like, God, this is terrifying. And I don't want that guy to be living a bad life by any means, but like that's a common occurrence down here. And now I know that... His name's not Schultz. What's the name of the guy who owns Starbucks? He's shutting down a bunch of Starbucks in certain areas because it's just become so bad. I think they're all
0: moving out of California. Starbucks? Yeah, because
1: of that reason. I don't necessarily blame them, dude. Yeah. Some frickin' money here. I was just... I sat What's there... What's going on
0: with Hollywood point? Boulevard? Because that used to be fun. I used to go there, see the Chinese theater, and then as you would go progressively outward from the Chinese leader, like, the stars would get dirtier and dirtier. But now, like, I've seen pictures, and I think it's it's full-on, like, tent, tent city. Like, a block outside of that, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they think this is, like, a good idea, but... It is man, like they just they're just inhabiting it, but I don't that's why I stay in Malibu dude. like i I don't like California other than the two places that I hang out, even yeah, when I was down in San Diego, I just was like, this is just an overpopulated beach town, and you have to experience a ton of traffic just to get close to the sand, and then once you're at the sand, like it's just gonna cost you more than anywhere else, and the beaches in my mind are not that even that great. I grew up on the east coast in Rhode Island and the beaches there are so much more beautiful. The water's nicer, the beaches are cleaner. It just it's a prettier state on the water. Mm-hmm. And like I live at Malibu on top of a mountain, you know, just because of the training opportunities and the weather's great. Um but I wouldn't live in any other city. And then Crestlines is one of these kind of places where it's like rustic and wild. Mm-hmm. Um so other than that though, I would say California is going to hell in a handbasket. And like, I'm not even like a politically heavy person. Like, I don't give a shit about that, even though it's not the greatest. Um, but I will just say like the population and the infrastructure of the state is going to heck. Yeah. But, and I've also been trying to convince you to move out of here. So I don't know if I'm helping myself at all. All this shitty
0: stuff is going on, but definitely move.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, listen, here's the thing. I'm a big believer in your community. Like, my community in Malibu is epic. It really is. And I'm also trying to build a community in Crestline. Like, I'm trying to buy that town up. And I just think that, man, if I could just do, take over one building and then, like, have one other thing that I set up, like a gym in there, and take over, like, a building where we have our warehouse with all of our stuff, shit, it
0: would be nice. But, uh, you know, we drove through town. I'm not seeing a lot of gym goers that where that I see a lot of mountain people.
1: Yeah, listen the, the population there is enormous though. There's like over 10,000 people in Crestline. there's over 15 20,000 people in Lake Arrowhead. So within like a 20 mile radius, there's a way bigger population than than that of Malibu And Malibu's got a bunch of gyms. So yep. it may not be the fanciest gym, but mm-hmm. it just like would be like steel, like free weight steel. A couple steps. A, a
0: lot of heart, like no rubber plates, like we're we're going hardcore old school
1: climbing. Yeah, dude. That's what I want. You know when you like hit the squat and like it like the bell rings a little bit. It's like, ta-ching. yeah. Like, right? yeah. like,
0: like That's this on the box. That is
1: the mm-hmm. best feeling in the entire world. Um, I really like I just want to get back to some classic steel weights. Yeah. But I could take that down over in a heartbeat. So if you want to move to Crestline, dude. That's where it's at. Alex is completely integrated with the system.
0: He's uh, he's moved in with his girl now. I know, oh, yeah. dude. It's getting
1: pretty official. Stayed. Sweet. I know. Sweet. It is. This is this creepy period of time in your life where, when you're at my age, everybody is starting to move in together, and then then you're like left looking around the ones who are still left, and I'm a home lot of. It. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> but the girls at this age, like, some of them are a little crazy. Yeah. They're just like, why are you still here? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean?
0: And they be asking you the same thing. Why are you still here, bro?
1: Well, I had this conversation a couple of days ago, and this is going to sound really unfair, but it's just my version of reality. If you meet a man in his mid-30s and he's got good reasons for why he's alone by the time he gets there, like he's been hustling and grinding and building, that makes a lot of fucking sense. It just does. Because in reality, I'm just going to tell you the stats. Men are not getting swooped up by women and taken care of. And they're not homemakers. They are like literally fortune builders and empire chasers and things like that. That's how men are pretty much designed. Women can go and do it if they want to also. I'm not saying they can't. But primarily, it's the man that does it. So I just think about, like, if I see a guy who's in his 30s and he's done like X, Y, and Z, I'm like, holy shit. If you meet a guy who's got a lot of free time in his 30s and he's like, what do you want to do? Let's go do something. I've got all the free time in the world. Like, yeah, there's a reason why that guy's got no one to hang out with because they figured out that that person's not worth jack shit. And they moved on to the next opportunity. You meet a girl in her thirties. I mean, usually, if they're in their thirties and up to a certain point, somebody swooped them up. They're like, "This is it. This is the this is the the little easy bake oven that I'm going to build my bun in." This uh-huh. girl is nice, and like I've met, I've definitely dated a couple girls that have been building empires and taking them a while to get like their their shit settled, and that makes total sense. And like, it's just uncommon, at least from what I've witnessed. So. I'm not saying I, I like, I just I notice when I see a guy in their 30s and they're still grinding. Like, I've been tra- like I, I can give you an exact reason why I am where I'm at. I've been traveling the world for 12 years out of a backpack, racing all over the world, taking on any challenger they can get my hands on. I've launched four businesses in the past couple of years, and it, I'll admit, it is. It is a narrow lifestyle. It's hard to align yourself with somebody. I look forward to retiring when I'm just able to tell, like, all the ladies. I'm like, all right, back on deck. Yeah, he's ready. Back on deck. Um, Let's answer some of these questions. Classic weight, no AC fans. Tito Lopez, dude from the desert, wants to come take pictures. Let's get it done. Dylan Dorn, I've offered you to move to Crestline, but you're busy, like, Doing whatever the hell you do in the middle of nowhere, uh Indiana. He's, did
0: you know that uh he alone in his own mind put himself on Men's Fitness Health magazine? Manifested.
1: Uh, did he get in there?
0: Well, he photoshopped himself, but for all intents and purposes, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, good for him, dude. He deserves it. He's got a body of a god. I've been to summer leaning since the twelfth of June and I had to do of Lewis. I think I don't there's- know
0: if- May have been a, a little bit of a Google translator.
1: I don't know what that means, Lewis, but I appreciate you showing up for the team. Uh, I messaged you once about a house gym in Utah. You'd be riding right through town. I mind the bike section of the weekend. Um, so you can become a believer. You
0: know who else has a huge gym in Utah called Fitness Culture? is Steve Cook. Have you, ever, have you ever ran into this guy? I I feel like you guys have a very similar, like very focused business mindset type of thing. He was a, he was a D one athlete in Utah, got married super early and then divorced. And now he's found his, his little Australian beauty, but, uh, he's, he's, uh, gone from, you know, men's health magazine. And I think he won a few bodybuilding competitions and then got in with first form. And now he started
1: his own gym fitness culture. In Utah. I know of the guy. I definitely do. Like all of us probably have like seen pictures of him at some point in time. He's a hustler. Um, I appreciate him. Yeah, I'd love to link up. I I would really like to get to the point where I'm able to start to bring in like more people out to Malibu and kind of do these larger get togethers with people in this generation of fitness and kind of see how we can help each other out. Because I think that's the best way we're going to move things forward is understand how we're growing each other's businesses. Like I'm not competitive with him and I like what he's doing a lot. I think he's a badass dude was buff as fuck. Still is buff. Um, but I'll pass by him. I don't, I think we go through St. George to get to him. If anybody's listening to this guy, it's a St. George. Yeah. I would say like if, we don't start in St. George. We start in Damascus, or not Damascus. We start in Duchesne. Can you look up Duchesne? Look up Duchesne. Du- Duchesne, Utah. That's where we're starting this bad boy. Duchesne, Utah. Wow, that came up really quickly. Okay, Starvation Lake.
0: Where the fuck is this? And it's called starvation, my dad asked.
1: He yeah. goes, is this called starvation
0: because you aren't allowed to eat?
1: Which makes a lot of sense. It does make sense. I think we're basically going... So, it's actually farther. Fuck, this is going to be a drive. Um, From right here, it's 10 hours of a drive. Oof. Oof. I go through Vegas. Yep. And then I go through St. George. So I am going through St. George. Then Cedar City, Beaver, Ephraim, Nephi, Spanish Fork, Rat right Dan to the Chuchesnas. Yeah. So I'm probably going to stop in Vegas. I say, Alex, do you want to – I'll give you 500 and you give me 500 no, I'll give you 500 and we'll both you put it down on black and I'll put it down on red. That way we have our bases covered.
0: Yeah, Someone but then gonna there's you that 2% chance of green and green is double
1: zero. Okay. Whatever. Could be a negative. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> there's a, there's
0: a, You got 98% chance of the red and black. And then guess what happens if you hit the if if the number on the dial hits the number that you put the the coins on?
1: Holy payout. I would play craps, dude. Uh, this yeah. is my homie from Golf, Golf Aggressive TV. Yeah, the mindset about the women thing is it's a it's a challenging thing that you have to encounter at a certain point if you are going to make the separation of being from like good to great. And I want to be fucking great. I want to be the greatest. I think about that all the time. And I think about, like I have to have these conversations with myself. Like what do I have to filter out of my life to get where I'm going? Because understandably when things get really fast, if you guys just look at the metrics, the most important thing is learning about weight distribution and just how light and how powerful you can get. And what do you have to do? You have to pull out the junk so that you can get up to speed faster, last longer, be more efficient when you get there. And, Hopefully, once you get through there and you go and do all these really incredible things and hustle your ass off, you when you do build your fortress and your family, you're able to create this incredible bond with them because you've worked your ass off and you don't have to go into the office all the time. Like, my dad and I didn't have very much of a relationship when I was younger because my dad was working all the time. And that's one way to go handle things, and I respect that. But I don't want to be like that. Shit, my dad would fly all around the world, and I just wouldn't catch him often a lot of the time. And then, you know, hopefully you've built this mindset and this this ethos where you're able to raise a family and you're able to teach them such great things and be able to really build the team that you've always wanted. Um, and hopefully you meet a queen along the way that really respects that and understands you. I think that's really the most important thing you can do is find somebody who trusts the direction that you're going in mm-hmm. is the direction that we should all be going in. And if you can put your trust, whether that's in a relationship, friendship, businesship, whatever the heck it is, like that's super important. You should be able to have conversations where you're able to break that down with those people, but do not put doubt in the person who's in the front. You know what I mean? Like that sled dog that's in the front is there for a reason because they're pulling with a certain level of energy and ferocity that the rest of the people are able to fall in line, be able to follow in their footsteps and be able to really go that extra mile. You're trying to be a Balto motherfucker. All right. So also the the cartoon race dog. dog, dude. That's a real dog. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, that's I just the whole story Disney version. <laughs> it. Um, yeah, we could talk about this for a second. Uh, Dylan wanted to bring up McGregor has this race coming up. I'm gonna reach out to their team and see if um, there's some value in that thing because I'd be pumped to go race with McGregor because I bet you'll show up and. It's kind of like a high rocks without any of the running. I beat the living piss out of everybody. And I'd be down for that. Um, Yeah, I'd be really down for that. It's interesting. I, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish there because it's kind of just like high rocks without the running. So I don't know who sat down and created this thing, but you'd have to really be like, I thought, like You could have came up with something a little bit more interesting and dynamic, trying to insult them. We'll figure it out when we get there. It might be just their first iteration, and I'm willing to support and take their money. Yeah. Um, let's wrap this thing up pretty soon. I wanted to go over what we got coming up next. We got Starvation Triathlon. That's going to be badass. If you guys are in the area and you want to help support, we definitely need... Uh, we definitely need some help, you know, with what we're doing more bodies, the merrier that reminds me, uh, we probably you got a race crew. Uh, yeah, we kind of do, but you know how it is, dude. Like we had 30 people signed up to be volunteers in at, uh, the first battle bunker event that we did. And then five people showed up the next day. Yeah, it's but like, you
0: need like, a, you need hundred percent people that are going to be at these stopping points. to like refuel your bags and shit. Trust me, dude. Like, when I say
1: that, I know. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, we got Alex and everything. Like, I will strap Alex up with food, and he's going to be filming. He's got bikes and everything like that. So, like, we'll make sure that at bare minimum, I've got just enough to get through. And then after that, we are going to Copenhagen for the Ironman. That's where I got to break 1025. And then the next part is we have our Forders competition. That's going to be really badass. Team Builder is going to beat the shit out of my zone and a couple of the other teams. And then I'm going to take all their straps and I'm going to burn them in a trash can fire. And, uh, you know, Tom and Dean are sponsored by my zone. No, they're off the team. Oh, they're off the team. My zone is a little bit territorial, mm. which is a terrible idea because you guys are. Bunch of people with heart rate straps, and I've got a bunch of people jacked up on pre workout. You're gonna lose every fucking time, all right? So you might as well use those heart rate straps. Go get them to a pawn shop, buy yourself some tickets, and get the fuck away from me because we're gonna whoop your ass. Um,
0: other yeah, I'm than that, that pre workout when I get it.
1: Uh, yeah, you can't have any. <laughs> um, and then other than that, we have the end of the year, end of summer party for Builder and everybody else involved. So that's a full schedule. Everything's still coming together, but what it's going to look like is we're going to do a a road race in the morning. Holly's going to be running it. Then we're going to do a workout at one of the top gyms in London. Then we're going to do kind of like a yoga rejuvenation kind of experience. Then we are going to go to the bathhouses in the afternoon evening. And then we are going to go to axe throwing where we're going to party and after that, we are going to get it's like drinking after- and
0: throwing uh, steel metal at wood.
1: Listen, bud, if they could do it back in the day, we might as well still have those skill sets now. And then beyond that, we're going to throw a ripper of a night party. Oh. And I love London; like it's just one of those kind of cities where I was designed for it. Um, let's cover up some of these notes before we tap out of here. And then I got to come back, and we have to get ready for Battle Bunker. That's going to be a dog of a fight. If you guys are coming to compete in that, I wish you luck. Um, I think he is probably trying think, to. How do you
0: think you would you would fare with the, the people that gunner? are in there right now? Yeah,
1: I mop the floor.
0: With them. I I saw you try to. I tried. I saw you try to uh, hand clean that 160 pound sandbag, and uh, Caleb Yates. Caleb Yates looked a, bit, a little bit more clean on uh, on that clean.
1: Listen, that was in the depths of my depravity mm-hmm. where I was literally there was there was parasites eating my insides out i get you don't you talk shit sorry um no nah, i get that yeah I, the fast thing is is going to be interesting i don't know what the heck he's planning on doing with that promotion i don't think that's the smartest way to promote fitness by the way um but it's okay daddy is- uh you know basically creating an event to promote a fitness program it's ass backwards you know Oh, McGregor, but- yeah yeah,
0: I'm trying to look this up. Takes lead in the is it the catamaran sail races? What no. are you talking about? I, I I typed in what is the new McGregor
1: race event and there's a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Type in McGregor fast. That's okay. his like whole program thing. Mark, it was so good having you on the show today. I, um I'm your biggest fan. Okay, Hunter, what was your first High Rocks time? It was 60 minutes and four seconds, I think. And then, am I competing at Battle Bunker? No, I am not. I'm the race director. I create all the workouts, baby. In this noggin of mine, I have created what will probably be considered one of the greatest tests in human history. And it's going to be the most dynamic and interesting thing that you guys have witnessed. So I've got so much work to get done. Austin, obviously, uh, the founder of the company, is a massive part of this as well. We have so much stuff to get done to get all these pieces to come together for this really extreme um event that we have coming up do my hands look tiny what's going on here i don't know what to do with my hands just put them at your side ricky yeah, yeah so this connor thing like they have a competition coming up but if you look it up like yeah. i'm just confused their events yeah see so look at the find my event learn more click learn more
0: we're getting there See if I just don't load. want to say
1: anything bad that they're all of a sudden now going to not be excited about my me showing up, but it really looks like it's just High Rocks without the running. Okay, here Boy. we
0: go. Share screen. I know. Well, when it loads to a new page, it doesn't like to load to the next screen.
1: Yeah, man, your Dang, technology, and then, okay, find an event. Let's scroll down here a little bit.
0: We hit the lab to create ultimate fitness competition.
1: We need Tom in here to
0: read this. Three KO, Los Angeles, Dallas, Miami. Well, oh, where here we go. Where's
1: the event details? Event format. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, so assault runner. I think you do a thousand, and then you do a thousand on the. Rower and then the bike. Okay, well you go ball toss. So that's okay. So assault runner, ball toss, overhead carry, sandbag lunges, assault rower, d bag carry, squat ladder, reverse bear crawl, assault bike, burpee broad jump, sled push, sled pull, suicide run. I'm gonna be real with you. This is exactly what it high like is. Yeah, yeah. And I probably yeah, just so. did a little bit of like studying and recognize that like you know Decafits cruising pretty easily and they're doing decently well. Um, is it ever going to be extremely competitive? I don't think so. Unfortunately. Oh, this is
0: what you're looking for at the Trinity knot. What is the Trinity knot? What is that? This is this is what you win. Three events in the core zones McGregor fast power strength and endurance. Interesting. You receive this token. And look at this. He's got his own fitness app. Well, don't you know. I think yeah, this could nah. seriously compete with uh, Deca, Because I, I think High Rock still has its own thing that they still haven't budged from the we aren't going to do anything that, that differentiates from the, the running aspect. And Deca's like, fuck it. We don't care about the, the running. Let's add an event that's just the, the strength movements only. And so this is, this is a direct competitor
1: of a Deca thing. They may be able to get people to show up to it like once or twice but you think this the train getting three lifelong, yeah getting getting people that are like invested into it like Iron Man or high rocks where it, it's something that's larger it's it's more of a challenge it's more of an investment you know that's why yeah, but people, I, I
0: think this is this is good for the weekend warrior. Like, Hey, my uh, couch to three KO in, you know, 60 days. So it's, it's the dad and mom that haven't worked out since high school years. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to try this. And they're able to do it in about 60 days, get fit and they can do one of these competitions.
1: Yeah. I'm just telling you, man, like after being in this industry for a decade, it, it's just, a, it's, it's thin. I bet you their yeah. numbers are not going to be as big as you think they are
0: you're going to get them. What you're saying is you're going to get them from the one round, but you aren't going to get the investment of, I'm going to dedicate my life to this and, and have the year after year hardcore pillaging towards trying to, to
1: yeah, it's not a good, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. It's got to be more unique. It's got to be more media driven. It's got to be, I don't know. Hmm. It's just not going to hit it. Um, I don't think High Rocks is going to change its format. I think they may introduce new formats, but they're they're going to keep their classic the same way Iron Man's always been the same. Yeah. So, and that makes sense. It makes sense. You know, I think they're going to really have this epic opportunity where they're going to travel around the globe for another 24 months, and then they're going to hit their cap, and then they're going to have to find new ways to engage their audience.
0: Well, they have this whole go rec division that they've only offered in the States. So now that they've got one year of data and stats, don't you think they can filter that out and to now introduce that to the other countries?
1: No, no, no. I think that will probably be less than 10% of their signups if, if less than five. It's just too crazy. It takes too long to run them on the course like that. It's extra heavy. It's just, it's a lot to manage. Yeah. For something like a marathon, you're not dealing with equipment and timing. Like you're just dealing with people running 26 miles and then like cleaning it up as they go. Like you know, we're we're literally breaking things down after the last runner. Um, as far as like sending people through the go rock wave, that's going to be the longest wave, and you know, it's just it's a lot of a time suck. Yeah, and there's not a lot of profitability in it. Nothing wrong with a go ruck. I'm actually amazed by the the growth of go ruck. I just hear like everybody talking about go ruck. And walking with weight, it's just like, why not run? And they're like, uh, oh, rucking, putting weight on you is better. And it's like, to a degree. Mm-hmm. You're better to run and lift weights than you are to ruck. You should build your oxidative pathways and become more efficient. AKA running, you should build your muscular strength, AKA lifting, build yourself a bigger metabolism. The in between, it's unnecessary. It's cool, it's not necessary. Like, I'd rather walk than rock. I don't want, an, I don't want like weight bearing on my spine all the time. They've shown after so many years that they basically destroyed people's backs in the military through making these people do lots of rucking material. And there's like, Almost nobody I know has come out of the military without some form of injury because it's just like very, very poorly maintained and very high-intensity workouts that they put these guys through. Um, so rucking, not top of my list.
0: Here we go. Daddy to the type 1 diabetes, to my type 1 diabetic diabetic son and daughter,
1: or do you enjoy the Miko's
0: Triangle workout? Sounds I mean, like Ryan needs a to load this up.
1: But I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the heck that is. All right, guys, we've been rocking this thing for an hour and one minute, pro, uh,
0: one minute ski erg, one minute assault bike, one minute rest. Set a single number of calories and complete the amount of work each minute.
1: That's. It's whatever. If you guys want to know the hardest workout that I've got, it's called Don't Let Go, and you have to hit 22-calorie ski, then 22-calorie bike. So minute one is 22-calorie ski. Minute two is 22-calorie bike. You got to hold it for 20, 20 minutes. I've made it to 30, and it fucking nearly killed me. And I've never met anybody who's ever made it to 20. Um, You know, it's obviously... Every, it's minute, not... every minute you're hitting 20 cal. Yeah. And each... 22. Wow. 22. wow, wow. wow. It's designed for bigger athletes, but by the time you get to 20 minutes, the bigger athletes can't hold on. So they start to fall off. So a bigger athlete will have an easier time getting started, and then like a leaner athlete, which will have an easier time holding on. So, yeah, don't let go is by far the hardest workout that I have. I've only failed it once. And it was right after I did the Ironman. <laughs> I had no horsepower left. Um, so. Guys, I had such a great time interviewing Mark Allen today. He was an absolute pleasure to have on the show, and he's incredible, super inspiring. Uh, Mark, I'm just giving you shit. I hope to have you back in here. Bummer that the timing didn't line up, and I don't know what happened to you, but uh, homeboy, I guess, just went missing. Ryan, anything you got to say?
0: No. Be kind, LEO, love each other.
1: All right, Ryan, stay off the stimulants, brother. You got it, Guys, so. thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you.
0: All right, later, later.
1: Adios, muchachos.